0: Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
1: It's 4.02 and you are listening to AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon, Tim DeMoss hanging out. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in. Forecasts calling for a clear evening ahead. Low 24, lots of sun tomorrow with some clouds mixed in. 43, the high Thursday starting with sun, getting cloudy with a shower or two possible in the afternoon or evening, 48 the high for Thursday. Sixers lost last night to San Antonio. They were actually ahead after the first quarter, but went downhill kind of fast from there. They'll try and get back on track tomorrow night at home against New York Knicks, 7 o'clock tip. Flyers are home tonight. They'll be playing Detroit at 7. New head coach Scott Goodwin behind the bench making his debut. Uh, Also this hour, uh, uh, one other quick note tying into one of our guests today, Andrew McCutcheon was at the ballpark downtown today with a press conference and Rob Motti, who has been on our program a number of times, who writes for the Associated Press and does a number of other things, uh, is going to join in and give us a little update on the signing and uh, share some some other uh, things you might be interested in in the world of sports, including from a Christian perspective. A couple of books he's written, too, uh, so we'll talk with him about that. Looking forward to having Mark Shaman on the program. He's a composer and co-lyricist for Mary Poppins Returns, which comes out tomorrow. He has been all over the map for many, many years. Lots of films, Sleepless in Seattle and The Adams Family and dozens of things on Broadway and TV shows. And we'll have him on for a few minutes later in the hour to talk about Mary Poppins Returns and the music that and the work that went into putting that all together. Uh, but before we do any of that. We're looking forward right now to bringing on Deb Jones, who is the state coordinator in Pennsylvania for Team Pact, which is a leadership school. Uh, Teampact.com is their website, and we welcome Deb aboard. Hello, Deb. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate this opportunity to my, talk about Team Pact.
1: My privilege. Uh, how long have you been working with Team Pact, by the way?
2: Well, I started back in 2009. So this is my ninth year, coming oh, up on 10.
1: Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, it's, for folks just tuning in now, let's start with just what is Team Pact? I know there are a lot of different pieces to it, but maybe the week-long experience, is that considered a foundational piece of Team Pact?
2: It is, actually. Um, it's That's what Team Pact is, is basically all about. Um, this started back in 1993 when the Team Pact founder, Tim Eccles, he was attending an early-morning prayer meeting in the Georgia State Capitol. And during that meeting, God laid a vision upon his heart to start bringing young people into the Capitol to teach them more about government. He believed that God can use young people in powerful ways because they're equipped with the same ability to believe, trust, and to obey as any adult. And he firmly believes that young people are truly just young adults who are capable of enormous impact at this young age as well as later in life. Um, And so from that, they had 18 students who met in the Georgia State Capitol for the very first class in 1994. And the following year, they brought back some of their more outstanding students to staff the following year's class, which is really what lays the foundation to Team PAC's leadership school the peer leadership model that they rely very heavily on. And that's one of the things, honestly, that impressed me the most. The very first Team Pat's class that I attended was how these young people stepped into these leadership roles and just did a phenomenal job.
1: Yeah, and that takes some faith, if you will, on the part of the adults to empower the kids and and turn things over to them, right? Absolutely. (laughs) It does. Absolutely. You're laughing, so there there are probably a share of stories, but yeah. No, that's a, that's a great thing, uh, and I think about that in terms of even at our church. There are times that we'll have a, a, a younger group of folks uh, involved, high school students or whatever, lead worship every now and again, which I think is great because yes. it helps them also realize you don't have to wait till you're all grown up before you're able to participate, <laughs> participate in the faith and 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 give back and be a blessing to other people. So it sounds like that's a neat yes. story that the first students then turned around the very next year and were able yes. to help. That and,
2: yes, and they were staffing. In fact. One of Team PAC's key verses is 1 Timothy 4.12, and I'm sure you're familiar with that and probably many of your listeners as well. This is where Paul was writing to the young pastor, Timothy, and he said, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. And everything that I've seen with Team PAC over the years and the staffers and um, what they convey to the students is is solely that. Is that. Just because you're young doesn't mean you can't do it. Just because you're young doesn't mean you can't have a voice and be a light for the Lord.
1: That's great. Deb uh, Jones for the State Coordinator in Pennsylvania, which is now one of the places that you can experience Teen Pact. is our guest. We're going to do a short break, and Deb has a very full day today and uh, has a little bit of time for us. We're going to take one break now, and we'll come back. If you can, hold on there, Deb, and we'll continue our conversation and dig a little deeper into what this week would look like for folks if they're interested in learning more about it and having their kids attend. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. All right, back in just a moment. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
0: It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening.
1: It's 410 AM 560 WFIL. show thanks for doing that looking forward to having mark shaman doing the piano in the background and reminded he's the guy who did a lot of work with mary poppins returns which comes out tomorrow tons of movies over the years he'll be our guest a little later on also rob Motti, who writes for the associated press has a program on the air also called faith on the field and uh, we're looking forward to chat with him a bit including about the new signing the phillies had andrew mccutcheon rob was at the press conference earlier today but Right now, we want to pick back up with Deb Jones. She is the state coordinator in Pennsylvania for Teen Pact, a really great organization. And uh, Deb is on the line with us. The Kind of the bread and butter for Teen Pact, and against dot com. if you want to look into it. Are these week-long opportunities to go and do what? Maybe you could, because you mentioned uh, the founder of it, starting in 1993 in Georgia. But then you know, it's, it's in how many states at this point? Currently, we're in forty-five states. Wow, almost all but okay, almost all of them. Yeah. So, including nope, Pennsylvania, we're getting there, <laughs> right? You are over <laughs> yeah. twenty to the past quarter century, so that's fantastic. But tell us, well, yeah. folks, wherever you would do this, the the weeks are fairly similar.
2: Yes, they are. the The classes that the students attend are in each state capital, um, so they spend the day in the capitol building itself, and it's. That alone is quite an experience and opportunity for the kids just to be in the capitol building and understand how accessible it really is. And while they're there, they're going to be learning a variety of things, um, how a bill becomes a law, they're going to be able to run student campaigns, they're going to learn in depth about the three branches of government and what the different um, functions are within each branch. They're going to um, understand the role of lobbyists and then our role as citizens in the legislative process. And then, of course, for alumni, there are many other events that happen um, you know, at, at various times throughout the year that they can attend as well. So these students get a chance to run for student office. They can participate in mock legislature. And they're basically learning how to be effective leaders back in their communities where, where they have come from. I know in Pennsylvania, um, we've been blessed to have numerous senators and representatives come and speak to the kids. Um, One year, we were fortunate enough to have the governor uh, meet with the the group and have a picture taken. That doesn't always happen, so that's fun. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think we lost, I think we just lost the, uh, I think we just lost the connection. What happened? Well, she'll call back, I'm sure. Uh, Deb has our number. She called us in the first place. Right, Joe? Joe's sitting over there, got his heels up, because he is the hardest-working producer in (laughs) Philadelphia Radio. Um, So, Deb is – well, you know what? Maybe we'll just do our break. I guess it might as well while Deb's calling back. We'll give her a few – oh, she's calling back right now. Here we go. Let's try this up. Hey, Deb. You there? Hey. Oh, something happened. That's all right. Not sure what happened. That was not my cell phone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's all good. I'm glad you're there. Um, So – so let's continue on. So there, that's a lot to shoehorn into one week. It really it is.
2: is. It it is a lot, and when when you tell students who aren't familiar with it, they're thinking their their eyes roll back in their head and they're thinking, "Really? <laughs> Do I really want to learn about government?" But it is done in such an amazing, fun, hands on way. It's engaging. Um, My four kids have been involved in Team PACT pretty much from the start. They love it. It is a highlight of their year. They cannot wait to go back. Um, Team PACT organization has just done a wonderful job of just intertwining all of the good stuff about government and and what we want our kids to understand and teaching them how to be effective leaders um, through that day piece of it all in the Capitol. We in Pennsylvania are blessed because we have a camp then that we are able to go back to and for those kids who stay for the entire week. And we have evening sessions. And during the evening sessions is where we have a guest director who comes and he always has some really solid teachings, biblical teachings for the kids. And so many of the kids walk away from the week having really experienced life change in their faith. Um, Which is so important. And from that, then we break it down further for the kids where they have, they meet in small groups then and it's called rendezvous. And they do that before lights out at night. And it's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for the kids to get to know one another and to grow deeper in their faith.
1: Deb Jones is the state coordinator in Pennsylvania for Teen Pact. They're in 45 states, including all in the tri state area. You know, our primary broadcast is PA, Jersey, Delaware. Of course, folks can listen online as well. So this applies wherever they may be listening in. But uh, again, that experience you're describing and the opportunity really for helping students, you know, understand uh, the political process, engage culture, but also grow as leaders all in that context. That's that's the idea, no matter which state you would attend in. Right.
2: That is correct. Yes, absolutely. Each state, as I understand it, looks a little bit different Some don't have camps that they go back to, Um, and each state, as I said, you know, will have a different look and feel to it, but for Pennsylvania, that's how we function, that's how we've You know, been established from the beginning.
1: We'll take a short break and come back for one more chat. We'll continue our conversation with Deb Jones from Teen Pact. You listen to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com.
0: Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com.
1: It's 419 AM 560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. Jumping back to the phones to uh, wrap up our chat with Deb Jones from Teen Pack Leadership Schools. She is a the state coordinator in Pennsylvania. Are there other opportunities too, Deb, in terms of the week-long experience? It's, you know, can foster further opportunities for those students, and, and uh, what, and also along with that, the age range might be helpful even to start with that. People who okay, would like to get absolutely. involved in the front end, like how how young can kids go to this to Teen Pack?
2: Well, we got started um, with the one-day class, and the one-day class is for kids ages 8 through 12, and that, for Pennsylvania this year, is scheduled for Friday, May 3rd, Okay. and then the four-day class is for students ages 13 through 19, and for Pennsylvania that starts on April 29th and runs through May 2nd, so those are the age ranges of the students who are able to get involved
1: do you find sometimes that students will go one year and then they're like you know what i gotta do that like a vacation spot like they like <laughs> they get it's not just a one and done thing like i did that already because they can go back and actually benefit again
2: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I think I mentioned that earlier, that has been the case with my family, not just because I've been the state coordinator, but because they love it. And they have formed such wonderful relationships. In fact, with your two boys as well, um, they couldn't wait to get back and and spend the week with with your boys and with other kids with whom they, they formed just terrific bonds. And that, that was a huge blessing for our family and for many other kids as well uh, across the state who look forward to this week every year.
1: And it leads to other opportunities because they get to come back and be leaders if, if potentially help staff, as yeah. you mentioned.
2: Absolutely. Um, those students who, who wish to continue their experience with Team Patch can apply for staff. And if they are accepted, they are then put through training. And they have the opportunity to travel across the United States to staff other team patch classes in other state capitals. And they are the ones who are running the class from start to finish. And in the case of Pennsylvania, even when we go back to the camp, they are responsible for the things that, that transpire in the evening as well. So it is a wonderful opportunity for these young men and women to get out there and, and hone their leadership skills um, under – you know, guidance and supervision of adults within the Teen Pact organization. Yeah. But they have it down to such a science that it, um, it works beautifully.
1: And folks want to find out the calendar, the possibilities. You mentioned Pennsylvania there, but just teenpact.com for that and a bunch of other you know, information as well, right? Yes, yeah. that is Correct. Deb, thank you so much for taking time. Maybe we can check back in with you closer to, uh, you know, the season, official once we're getting thank closer you. to it. But this has been very helpful, and I'm glad to be able to share, uh, you know, you and Team Pack with the listeners.
2: Well, I thank you for the opportunity. It's wonderful um, that you've given me this um, format to be able to get the word out about Team Pack. It's, we don't do a whole lot of, of publicizing about it, so it, word of mouth seems to be the, the biggest method at this point yeah so i appreciate this opportunity
1: absolutely have a wonderful holiday god bless you and your family and we'll chat again sometime thank you tim have a great day you too that's deb jones with teen pact Uh, she's a pa state coordinator very glad to have her on and we're gonna uh, switch gears very quickly because we have a surprise guest uh coming up here although you know what joe let's do our break here so we can create a nice long space i think that'll be helpful We have uh, Phil and Ms. K from Duck Dynasty coming on our program here in just a couple of minutes. We are working on getting a schedule together, and now's a good time for them. So let's do a quick break. We'll make sure they're on the other end of the line. We'll come back out with them and chat all things Duck Dynasty. And uh, there's some Christmassy things they have put out in the past. We'll talk about those, too. Just a second here. AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
0: Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues.
1: It's 427. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. We like surprises just like anybody else. Christmas time, you open up a present, you didn't know was coming. Sometimes you know it's coming, but sometimes you don't. I knew I knew this was coming, but I don't know exactly when. Talking about welcoming aboard Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty and the lovely Miss Kay as well. I believe on the line. Hello, guys. How are you? How are you doing? There we go. The, yeah, <laughs> good. I got to push the button on. How are you today? Good. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day.
3: Well, my busy day now is we we have uh, it's the mode of operenda. We get up in the morning and we go duck hunting. It's duck season. And then we eat, and then we sleep, and then we get up and repeat that. It's a pretty tough life.
4: <laughs> well, we'll that feels life, not mine, but that
1: is. <laughs> we'll be sure to pray for you both. Well, yeah, Miss Kay, are you still active in the in the she shed?
4: Oh yeah, very much so. Today I was at a Doug Commander Christmas party, and of course Willie was a host of it. And it was hilarious. He was a <laughs> mr comedian and it was really funny and he said mom where's dad at and i said well he was duck hunting he came in he ate and he went to bed to take a nap and when he gets up he'll be in his recliner so that happens to be his pattern of the day i said he's not real big on holiday parties
1: yeah So. to each his own, I suppose.
4: That's right. That's exactly right. But Will and I and all the people for Duck Matter had a great time.
1: That's excellent to know. I know one of the things at this time of season, at the time of year, it's a, we want to have you on is uh, exploring the joy of Christmas. You guys have a, a guide, a field guide, a faith and family field guide for folks. So talk about that a little bit. What's in there? And if people want to pick that up when they're out doing their shopping, what would they find inside there?
4: Oh, it's just all about the Christmas and the spirits and everything goes on you know today one of the funniest thing that ever happened was will willie who, who who is a comedian and he loves to imitate his dad talking so he did uh the night before christmas as his dad and it it was so funny because you don't feel it be funny then serious and funny and then he goes to preaching and then he gets he's back to the randy then he's back to hunting. Then he's protecting himself. You know, it was just, if you could have heard him impersonating his dad, it was the funniest thing. And, you know, we've had a, our family is, it went through the good times, the bad times, all the times. But we love the holidays. We love the good food. We just love to have fun with each other. One of the favorite things to do is, you know, having uh, the gag gifts at Christmas. <laughs> and we look see who can outdo the other one on that one. And there's been some really funny stuff too, I'm telling you. But it always brings in the sense of humor that we have in the Robertson family. But, you know, overall we love each other and uh we might not always get along. Especially uh Uncle si and Jace. <laughs> But you know what? Yeah. we all, At the end of the day, we all love each other no matter what. So that's the way it goes. They disagree, but you know what? Everybody does.
1: In Duck Dynasty's fourth season, uh, I think you had 11.8 million viewers and setting records. Do you think part of the charm of the show, if you will, is just the fact that it it's what you were doing anyway with your life? Like, it, it's very genuine or transparent?
3: Well, you know, in in the grand scheme of things, basically... What uh, the viewers were seeing is that uh, we were just presenting a, a family and who loves each other and who loves God for the life of me. I think it, the numbers got astronomical there, but I just think the bottom line is we just need something that simple. You know, loving God and loving your neighbor— For the life of me, I just don't see the downside to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
4: absolutely. And they would all say, I would ask them, why do you like us? I did that all (laughs) the time, everywhere we went. And I would say, just tell me, please, and be honest. And they would say, because you're genuine, Hmm. you're authentic, and you're sincere. And you're you're regular people. That's what they would say.
3: You know, the spiritual side of Jesus... The incarnation itself you have God who is a spirit and he becomes flesh 2018 years ago with no sex involved a virgin is with child and he goes on to give us life on a cross for the sins of the world solving our first problem sin which we all see in worldwide And on top of all that, three days later, after he died, he's raised from the dead, for crying out loud, and immortality, he says, is yours. So you just put that, look at that story, and by our count, five to six thousand years in the making when God becomes flesh and all the predictions and prophecies about it. And if you look at that and all we're required to do, you know, is put our faith in that, and love God and love each other. Man look, you know, mm. I know this, we were either really lucky down here on the riverbank to ever make it to national television and all that and all of us been blessed beyond our wildest dreams. We were either real lucky or God blessed us one or the other. I'm leaning toward the letter. <laughs>
1: That's very wise of you to do. I'm sure. I'm sure you know that. Phil and Miss K. Robertson, Duck Dynasty, on with us. The uh, one of the many things that uh, folks can look into if they'd like to uh, connect further. Exploring the joy of Christmas, a Duck Commander Faith and Family Field Guide, which has among other things, you're talking about the gospel there. Really, there's uh, the scripture of the Christmas story is, is part of that, right? There's there's uh, devotions in there, so there's that, yeah. right? Uh, yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also some fun stories. I understand. For example, much of sure this is, is this in the book about the house almost burning down on Christmas Eve.
4: I think it is.
3: Yeah, it <laughs> is. Boy, that was a, that was a close one. But uh, I put the thing. I put the fire out. It was up underneath the fireplace. The floor had caught on fire, and I smelled a little smoke. Got up and checked it. Went back to sleep. Got up again. Came back and rechecked it. And I saw a little smoke coming out of those bricks. And I said, hmm. Well, as stunning as it sounds, I ran into the garage, got a sledgehammer. And the, the, the we were, didn't have any electricity that night. Electricity had gone off. We're way down in the woods down here. So I started after that fireplace the front of it with a sledgehammer, wow. breaking those rocks out. And I had me some big jugs of water. And I started pouring water on it. By the time the fire department got here, they said, Son, you did a masterful job with that sledgehammer and that bottles of water because you saved your house.
4: Well, then guess who got the bottles of water? I've never picked up a five-gallon bottle of water in my life till you know your house is burning, and then you'd be surprised what you can pick up and carry and even run with. So and my Ooh. granddaughter was over there, she was gathering up all her presents out of the tree. A oh, priorities. Because if anything went down, she was gonna have her presents picked out and outside.
1: That's important to have your priorities straight and it sounds like she <laughs> <laughs> How old was she at the time?
4: Uh, I was trying to think how Anna was maybe ten or ten ten or eleven years old. <laughs> yeah, a- and she she went for what she did. So try to help me try to carry the water, and we had a you know Alan was helping, and we they had a the few nights ever I had my grown kids and their kids spend the night a night we really needed them they were here
3: wow, wow Phil, she and, also gave yeah. us she also gave us our three little girls, three great grandchildren, hmm. which that's pretty cool,
0: absolutely,
1: yeah. Bill and Ms. K. Robertson are with us. And and so just to clarify, you are going on just the fact that there's smoke coming out of the fireplace in a place it's not supposed to be coming from.
4: Yes. That is,
3: that is correct. And or... you
4: know what? His nose isn't that good now. But I'm glad back then it was very good because he said he could pick up a different smell. I mean, to me, if something's burning, it's all burning and it smells alike.
3: Right. I mean, and it was it... a fireplace and a wood fire smells like a wood fire. But this had a little different smell to it, and I thought, something's not quite right. Because I could see smoke uh, inside the house. Well, I got out and crawled up under the house with a flashlight, and I get, crawled up under and I turned my light on and off, looking back where the fireplace was underneath the house where the bricks came up. And I noticed, I just saw a red glow That's not good. Up, up under my house <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, uh-oh. I said, my house is on fire. Well, that's when I took off and the sledgehammer and the water started pouring, you know. So uh, I got up that morning after all that that static, and I was in the duck blind by daylight, and everybody was happy.
4: Well, I wasn't real happy Uh, myself because— you know, here comes the fire department. Phil said, well, now you're taken care of. We're going duck hunting. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, just like but they didn't wait.
1: Anna, Anna had her priorities, and then your yeah. husband had his.
4: That's exactly what happened. Once things and were And we control. were left with a big, bad smell and a mess. Because, you know, when the fire department comes in, I, I love them. But, you know, they make a mess, too. So was uh, <laughs> pretty much a mess everywhere in this living room.
1: And this was Christmas Eve, right?
4: It was, was it? Christmas
1: was it, Day, I think.
4: No, it wasn't Christmas Day. That's when we do the dinner. It was Christmas Eve. And what yeah. was so funny is we do the the Robertsons actually celebrate together on Christmas Day in the evening. Usually it's what what our pattern is. Yeah. And uh, so what happened was we couldn't even do our house because you know you sure. couldn't even stand the smell or anything yeah. so we had to move the whole thing over to jason missy's and i i know phil was cooking because he always cooks us shrimp and we kind of have a cajun feed for our for our dinner and uh he was so mad because we forgot our big pans so phil kept saying this is all you have <laughs> this is all you have? <laughs> well, this that, isn't quite big enough.
1: That brings us to a good point. Well, if you're just tuning in, we have the privilege of Phil and Miss Kay Robertson, Duck Dynasty, on with us this afternoon. In the Exploring the Joy of Christmas, a Duck Commander Faith and Family Field Guide, there are some recipes, I understand. Uh, you're raging Cajun style recipes, right? You have some in there?
3: Oh, yeah. We have we have duck gumbo, duck wraps, baked <laughs> ducks, duck and dressing. You know, if you duck hunt all the time and you but build... Phil, it,
4: this is for the Cajun. This yeah. is the Cajun.
3: This yeah. is
4: where you cook the shrimp stuff, not oh, the Oh, yeah, we but. have that's
3: the shrimp and that touffe, you know, and seafood gumbo. And
4: he makes all gratin, shrimp all gratin, and I make a crawfish or shrimp pie with real crust.
3: It is a great meal, you know, from just seafood. So so it's really good. Ducks and seafood is what we kind of sort of specialize in, but... It's really good food.
0: Well, now I
1: I understand too because I saw a video of this, and you let me know if this is something that I think people can access somewhere. Maybe you know where. But uh, you have a softer side to you, Phil. Right? You're in the. I have saw a video of you in the kitchen doing the pecan pralines kind of thing.
3: Right? I have learned, and this is for all your listeners, all you men out there. (laughs) Trust me when I tell you, you can participate and learn how to cook. And learn how to eat well, and spend time in the kitchen. And trust me, it does not hurt your manhood.
1: <laughs> and you like you mentioned earlier, like some, liking some things simpler. I mean, even just talking about loving God and loving your neighbor and how the gospel there you go. is simple. Your recipe was pretty. I remember watching it. it had like a cup of white sugar, light brown yep. sugar, yeah, like a couple other things, and you just, the whole thing from beginning to end doesn't take that long, but it looks delicious. Oh, it is. It makes it look
4: easy, but it's it's not quite as easy because
3: it's, it's a I'm, praline. That's what they call it, but it is really good.
4: Yeah. You have to stir it pretty hard, and my arms aren't as strong as his, so I don't do quite as good. Mine sometimes it's either a praline or it could go for a good icing on a cake. So, you know, if the if you get that that stir in there right, though, it will set up and it'll be perfect.
1: That sounds delicious. So all of that and family memories in this exploring the joy of Christmas, a Duck Commander faith and family field guide. You have some other things too. If folks wanted to just uh, have more intersection points with you, are there some other I'll call them products per se, but just ways people can learn more about Duck Dynasty and your background, especially your faith? I know you guys love the Lord a lot as a Christian station here in Philly. We're glad to let people know about that and and. Uh, so any, anything in particular, or even just, you could just even share in your testimony would be great to, to hear more well, about
3: I'm,
0: how the Lord got yeah, a hold of I'm you guys.
3: Up, I'm coming out with a book. Uh, it'll be uh, probably uh, January, February. Okay. And uh, the name it's of the book...
4: February,
3: Phil. Yep. February, <laughs> The Theft of America's Soul and All the Lies that We've Heard. God is Dead and There is No Devil and Truth is Relative. And, uh, you know, sex is for self-gratification, and virtue is outdated, and Christians ought to shut their mouth, and we've just run God out of our school systems and out of politics for the most part, and uh, out of the news media. We just don't hear things about God's love or sin, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to whip through this book to show people, look, these lies that we tell each other and believe our culture is really suffering. We're reaping what we have sown. Ms. Kay and I work in, with all the people in the rehabs and the prisons and all that, and there's a lot of hurting, sad people in our culture. So I'm hoping maybe that uh, pointing them to Jesus and the love of God might help our culture. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely.
1: And, and you know, you, we have, radio is a medium, that's very private in a lot of It's very public, but it's also very private because you can listen in the comfort of your own home or your car. No one has to know. It's different than if you physically, say, walked into a church. So you have a congregation here, let's let's put it that way, listening. A lot of folks are believers, but there are, I'm sure, people who are listening who are not. So if you would, take the opportunity just to share share the gospel. how If you were just in one of those prisons, if you were at one of those rehab centers or just someone on the street, that you wanted to help them know, what would you say to them, especially this time of year? People are giving extra consideration, perhaps,
0: at Christmas time.
3: Well, a good chapter that everyone or or your listeners ought to read, and the book is Romans, Romans chapter 12, and it starts out, the opening line is, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. So we try to instill in people, it's not so much, part of it is going to church, as they say, but really we should be people who are quick to forgive others, not condemn others, love our neighbors, and help out and reach out for the ones who are downtrodden and poor, and point all of them to Jesus. Listen, if you had seen since Duck Dynasty the number of people, who have come down on the side of this river down here all the way, and some of them we marry them, and then we take them down to the river and baptize them at the same time. But there's been a mighty throng, and it looks like John the Baptist 2,000 years ago because we, we just take them to the river and we baptize them in the river and tell them the good news of Jesus, have a big feed and send them on their way. They just keep coming. It's a, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That's uh, that's got it work, and you know your boldness for Christ and not being afraid. Because you know, do you ever do you ever? I'm gonna say turn that off. But do you do you find yourself in certain situations, you know, turning it down a little bit because you're you're building a bridge, so to speak, with somebody who doesn't know the Lord right off the bat, or do you just go, you know, just go straight? Well, for we've it
3: learned and, through just talking with people to be patient. Yeah. Last night we had uh, Kirk Cameron was here. And uh, he has a television series somewhere on the internet. Of course, I'm now doing that CRTV, which is now they've merged with uh, Blaze Media. Yes. So, so we're doing those during the week, and a lot of them are just in the duck blind, or I'm driving down the road in a four wheeler, or we're down in the woods hunting, or and and we. So they're showing each of these episodes. So, but all of it, for the most part, it's all spiritual in nature. I just don't think the fix for America is a political one a, or an economic one, really. I think America's fix is, in fact, spiritual. So I'm going to camp. I'm going to camp out right there.
4: But Phil, Phil does come in the kitchen. We do things in the kitchen sometimes as a family. You know, cooking together and showing how that if you do things together, and uh, you know, because God wants America. To last, he doesn't want half of them to end up in divorce like they're doing now. So I mean, I, and you ought to see me watching football with Phil. I mean, I'm a bigger fan than him. Well, about the same, I guess. But you know, we do all these things now. I don't hunt with him, but I always ask him how many he got. I always talk to him about the hunt. Talk to him about you know all the kind of things he does in the woods and all that. I mean, there's just so much that you can learn from this. Um, you know, just with two people who have lived together for over 50 years, Mm. you know, what we did wrong, what we did right, and especially that we're having fun and we're old. So, you know, you don't have to be just boring when you get old.
3: I love a woman that when you come back from hunting, we get out over there in the duck blind, and when we come back and Miss K comes to the door and she hollers out, did y'all get them? And I said, "Yeah, we got them." <laughs> <laughs> you got a good woman when they when they're interested in whether you got them or not. Yeah. Y'all get them? Yeah, we got them.
1: That's a great lesson, though, really, and, and the other direction too. You know, to take an interest in the other person and to be proactive yep. about it. And uh, that's you betcha. that's fantastic. Phil and Miss Kay Robertson Duck Dynasty joining us. Uh, just as a parenthesis, there, Miss Kay, you're mentioning you know the football fan. I understand that your husband actually played a little ball at Louisiana Tech. He did. And he actually started over a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Well,
3: when I, the last words I told Mr. Terry Bradshaw, I was first string. He was second string. <laughs> and I told him, I said, Bradshaw, I have one more year to play, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn it over to you. I'm going to chase ducks because I've learned that making a living whereby large, violent men chase me, I just think I'm better off with the ducks. Good luck. <laughs> and and I left. 35 or 40 years went by, and, I, and someone grabbed me from behind in the airport over in L.A., and I looked around. It was Bradshaw. He said, Robertson, he said, my injury list is long and substantial. He said, you were correct. He said, it wasn't so much large, violent men chasing me, it's when they caught me. It's when the when the problem arose. <laughs> so he was giving me an injury update on how many bones they had broken. He said, and you're still intact, and all you do is stay in the woods chasing ducks. He said, you made a pretty good call, and you did pretty well at it. I said, well, Bradshaw, you've done pretty well in football, too, son. So both of us are happy.
0: That's that's
1: a fantastic story, and of course, he's a you know not that far from here in terms of the team he played for, the Steelers across the state in Pennsylvania. And I think he had four Super Bowl championships. And yeah,
3: yeah. By the way, he is a great dude. He really is. I really love that guy. Hmm.
1: Do you guys stay in touch every now and again? Or
3: oh yeah, we talk from time to time. I, you know, I see him around, you know. But you know, hey man, listen, I'm 72. I've never owned a cell phone, and I've never. I've never clicked on to the Internet, and I'm on the Internet with CRTV, but I've never actually clicked on to it.
4: <laughs> wow. He's seen his shows. Don't think he had not He has to make sure everything's on track, but uh, it is funny that he hasn't done all that, but then he's on it. And I told him, I said, don't tell anybody you can't badmouth the computers anymore because you're a star in one of them, so please don't do that.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, Phil and Mary Kay, it's a real pleasure to have you. I know you have so much going on, and it's a real privilege you took time to be with us um, exploring the joy of Christmas a Duck Commander Faith and Family Field Guide. One of the, uh, it's very timely. If folks want to, still time to pick that up, go uh, perhaps uh, on Amazon or, or locally at your you know, Walmart or whatever. Uh, but also, Phil, you mentioned the book that you're working on too, February of 2019. Is that right? Yep. Yes. And what's the name of that again? The Theft of America's Soul. The Theft of America's Soul. I'm just jotting that down. Okay. That's very good. So folks can look for that in the next couple of months. And, uh, and Miss Kay, have you done a recipe, a book on recipes? Because it's in the. I've done yeah. two
4: cookbooks. Okay. I have done two cookbooks, so they're available. I, um, uh, that's about all I'm cooked out on that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I say, it's fun because I visit on Phil's CRTV show that's on the internet, yeah. and uh, they always tell me, which I don't know if they're telling me this or what, but they always say miss k when you're on there with bill we get more people watching so uh i told him i said if you tell me that one more time i must ask you for a paycheck because you know what <laughs> i if i'm helping him out i'm gonna you know after so long i'll just do it for free and then i might need to get paid too
1: <laughs> well that's uh that's a, a blessing to, to witness uh you know to have also your your marriage for 50 plus years you shared and yeah, you know, the Lord's been the foundation of that and many more to you guys. Uh, as we wrap up, is there anything people could pray for you guys about and the family?
4: Well, I've had a rough year this year for health, but I think it was just my year to learn. I just heard a lesson. It was a great lesson by Tony Evans, and he talked about comfort. Why? You need to comfort people. And I found out because if you have a bad health year, you might find out. That when you get through with that and God brings you through it, then you might can comfort people because you've had something and they'll say, I'll never get over it and say, no, you will. God will help you because he helped me. Or they'll say, well, this isn't easy. And I'll say, nope, I can tell you all about it because I went through it. And you know what? Next year, I'm looking for a very healthy year. Mm. So I uh, hope Phil don't go down, but I'm sure planning <laughs> on setting. These,
3: these women get about 70 on it, they start falling apart, dude. <laughs> yeah,
4: hey, he that, said, he that, says, resurrection,
3: that resurrection is looming larger with each passing day.
4: I bet. <laughs> How about for you, but Phil? Phil is just the healthiest man for his age that ever was, but it's okay. One day, or Lord will sit him down a little while. He'll say, you got to be still and know, like Miss Kay did when she went down in 18. She she was still, and she learned more about me, so he may do that to him. He doesn't know.
1: Hmm. And for Phil, how about you? Anything people can pray for you about?
3: Well, they can just uh, pray that I'm just satisfied with what I have. Uh, you know, Paul told the Thessalonians, make it your ambition, and this would be a good thing to pray for. Or make it your ambition to live a quiet life, to mind your own business, Work with your hands doing something that's good, so that your daily life will win the respect of outsiders, and so that you won't have to be dependent on anybody. Hmm. Which is a great text, and they could pray that I fulfill that because uh, it's a gr- it's a great text.
1: Yeah, to live that way. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you both, and Merry Christmas to you and your all your sons and extended family and. Please greet them from Pennsylvania here. We're privileged to have you on, and maybe we can have to talk you on. Good to you, man. Yeah, Good to you know, I
4: enjoyed it, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. And if we ever get that way, we might get close to you. I don't know. Well, I know we're going to do some traveling for promoting Phil's new book, okay. but if we get in your area, we will look you up. That'll okay? be
1: wonderful. And we'll pray for your health, as you mentioned, and, and just persevering and trusting in God's provision for you both. And thanks again for taking time. Hey, thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That's Phil and Miss Kay Robertson checking in from Duck Dynasty. And uh, we'll do a short break. We have one more break to take here, and then we'll wrap things up in a couple of moments on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
1: It's 457 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com on the uh, app as well. If you have a smartphone or tablet going, you can listen that way as well. What a nice fun program today. We had Deb Jones, the state coordinator in Pennsylvania for Teen Pack Leadership Schools, TeenPack.com for details on that. And we also had the privilege of Phil and Miss Kay Robertson, Duck Dynasty checking in. I knew we were going to try and connect today, tomorrow or Thursday and, Today worked out best for them, and they just called right in. So there you go. You never know what's going to happen on our broadcast. We are looking forward to having uh, Mark Shaman, who wrote uh, the music for Mary Poppins Returns, which comes up tomorrow. And Rob Motte, who writes for the Associated Press, covered the Andrew McCutcheon Press Conference, the new Phillies signing at the ballpark today. We're able to reschedule our, our chats with the Robertsons calling in. We're able to just move things around, and we'll have them on tomorrow's program. Um, also looking forward to uh, a week long. We have a number of other guests we're working on and some giveaways, too. So be ready to text and or call in tomorrow and the rest of this week as we get ready for Christmas and have some gifts to hand out. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministry is going to pray next. And then we'll turn things over to Alistair Begg and Truth for Life at 5 o'clock. Coming up here in just a moment, WFIO.